a world with way too many podcasts comes Jeff Talion and this guy, the podcast to end all podcasts, with some pieced together recording equipment, a couple loosely informed topics, and a coin. These three friends set out to forever change the next hour of your life. Jap Talion and this guy is solely for entertainment purposes. Joseph Eric and Morgan are not professional researchers, investigators, or gynecologists. Not suitable for children. Hey, welcome to Jap Talion and this guy. I'm Morgan. I'm Joseph. And I'm not Bo Derek, and I'm not a cleric, but I am Eric. Nice. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> uh. Oh, God. Um, okay. Well, who wants to tell him what we do? I'll tell him. Okay, Joseph. We've got. Let's do it in unison. Are we beating we've, that dead horse? We, yeah. <laughs> we've got um, basically three parts. We start off by just catching up for the week and uh, <laughs> talking junk for a little bit. Then we'll flip a coin, most likely, and uh, decide who does the topic discussion. And those are just ones that we've individually thought. I'm interested in this. I'll look it up. And uh, after that, we just kind of wrap things up and maybe go on tangents for a bit. Yeah. That's it. We, we like did. it to make it defini. That's great. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, we do a lot of tangents beforehand, too. I mean, before we even really shoot the shit about our week, we tangent. Yeah. We'll tangent in the middle. We'll take the topic and tangent that shit. We'll take your sources and tangent those Yeah, if you have any. Like right yeah. now, let's talk about Garfield porn. <laughs> <laughs> What you, made, what's your source on that? I made strong <laughs> eye contact with Joseph when I said that, and I'm uncomfortable with it. <laughs> I apologize, Joseph. Is it like Garfield and Nermal? <laughs> the hell was that? Hey, it was the coin flipping <laughs> in my lap. Morgan just did a coin flip. <laughs> Joseph, how was your week? Oh, yeah. yeah you know, it was a week. Um, <laughs> work was a little, it was a week. That's the positive way to say work. Oh, week. you had that tough situation with the window. Jesus, whose sound is on on their phone? Was that me? Probably. It's not. Maybe it was me. Nor to I. Um, anyway, I had a I had a client. I like the client. It's just he can't help it that he's an engineer. Oh god, that's the fucking worst. It's like the worst client to have is an engineer. Oh my god, that's worse than I don't know. Maybe having a home inspector as your fucking client. Oh god, yeah. bad too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be bad too. You know, but he's you know he's a good guy. I like him, and he's positive, and he's you know all that. You know, it was just it was a little trying, and he caught me on a I you know I'd been dealing with something with one of my sons that was like very emotionally charged, and I should have not gone to work, but I went to work, and then he came out and you know said some things to me that normally I probably would have been okay with, but I was not in a position to be doing fielding that kind of stuff. So, I've, uh, I've you know, caught you on a day like that before. How bad was it on a scale of jabby to stabby? Joseph's got three kind of things that he got. he's got jabby, which is just his normal state of being. You catch him <laughs> off guard, you might get jabbed. And then he's got, <laughs> I think he's got grabby, but that's more of a sexual thing. It's all consensual. Calm down. And then he's got straight up stabby, which is coming from like a, his, his hands up in the air coming down and like into your neck. Yeah. Yeah. I was feeling stabby. Okay. I shouldn't have been at work. 
Yeah. Mm. So I did that. I went with this girl to this cool place down. She took me to this cool place downtown where we went what? up on top of a building. You went with a girl? <laughs> a girl? <laughs> um, yeah, All right. We, we went on top of a building and uh, oh, you shit. could see like across Lexington and Casey was, and you could watch the sunset. Was it a building you guys were allowed to be on? Uh, yeah, I assume so. Yeah. Okay. It would have been an all right place to commit suicide from too. Oh, oh fuck yeah. We may wow, or dude. may not have discussed <laughs> a suicide pact. I don't know. Wow. Sounds like you did. <laughs> but it was beautiful. It was like real simple. It was nice. Nobody was expecting me to pay for steaks or anything oh, like that. Oh, wow. You know? Hell yeah, man. That's nice. And she came up with it, which was also nice. Real take charge kind of girl. Uh, let's not get carried away. <laughs> Y'all like spit off the rooftop on people like a couple of sociopaths? No. Okay. No. I did look off the edge, though, which is not really unusual to me from my construction experience. What's, what's that phenomena? That, that phenomena. 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 What is it where when you're at a height and you're looking like over the edge of a cliff or the edge of a tall building, it's the automatic, the human desire to jump? Oh. That's a real thing. I, I don't know. I get vertigo. There's a name like for it. Oh, really? Near an edge in its heights, I get wobbly. Oh, like in the movies and shit where things are like... Yeah, it feels a little wobbly. Annie's the same. Like, Annie's oh, worse man. than me. So we went, real quick tangent, Yeah, we went to the mountains, and there's like a suspension bridge, but it's um, aluminum. <laughs> I went on a tangent, so and Morgan picked that? his phone up. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking like, this up. I'm like, I'm going to do a tangent, and Morgan's like, oh, fuck, what's Facebook doing? <laughs> um, there's a metal suspension bridge, so it doesn't really swing a lot, but yeah. there's some motion and the middle, like, metal plank is painted, like, red, and it's a mile above, but it's like a valley. Oh, I bet that's cool. Yeah, and when you get to the other side, you can go walk out on this rock and just see all over through the mountains. It's cool. Wow. But I go to walk across this thing, and there's this lady in front of me, like, shuffling her feet, taking these little two-inch steps, going, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and this kid comes running, bouncing, jumping up and down. And oh, this yeah. lady starts like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's oh, wow. like about to freak out on this thing. And this kid is unaware <laughs> and not giving a fuck, man. He's like, Dad, look at me. Just jumping up and down. Oh, she's but trying to power through her fear. I couldn't get Annie within six feet of the beginning of the bridge. Like, she is like, fuck you. I'm not getting near that. You joke around too much. I'm not. No. You do joke around too much. I'm not going to throw her off of a bridge, though. That'd be funny. Yeah, that's like a one-time punchline, okay? It would oh, be funny. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I could never repeat it. <laughs> and let's be honest, I, you know, I got a delicate face. In prison, I would not have a lot of fun. You don't know. Yeah, you might have a lot of fun. <laughs> it might be the fun you've been looking for. You might for. be the most popular guy in the block. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a so so real quick. Science ABC says the urge to jump 
or high place phenomenon apparently springs from a distortion of our perceptions. People estimate disgusting things like feces to mean closer than they really are. All right. The French term for this is called la pelle du, du vide, uh, which translates to the call of the void. Beautiful French, oh, dude. Oh, I like that. The call of the void. Yeah. Standing that, on the edge of the oh, cliff, man. you feel the sense of precariousness creeping up on you. The abyss below beckons to you. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like poetry. I know. It really you. is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, it is like poetry. I'm going to come up with a new moniker for that. It's the Echo of Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> but I get that. We, I worked on an 18-story high-rise downtown uh, years ago, and they had the NBSC <clears throat> sign up top. And when the guys were up there, there was like, you know, probably like six feet from the edge, there was caution tape, you know, because you're not yeah. supposed to go. But then the um, but then the German guys that were cleaning the windows, they uh, repelled off the roof to clean the windows and stuff. Um, that would I, be a fun job. And I went up with them because I was doing the elevator shit in the penthouse. And I was like, man, I fucked that yellow tape. I'm looking. And I look over and immediately I just I I want to just spring off of the edge of the building and swan dive. Born free as free as the wind blows. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens every time I'm at a height. I just want to jump. Nice. Not to kill myself. Yeah. I just want the the free falling sensation or so. I don't know what it is, but I want to go. Wow. I yeah. want to sit on my butt and have as much stability. Been, like seriously, <laughs> when I when we were building this uh, school, I was working for a construction crew. When I got on the block wall to walk out. I got on my butt and everybody, oh, Bo, look at him, Bo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, we used to have to do that when framing. We'd have to, like, walk on top of, like, the two-by-six uh, top plate of the walls while carrying, like, the edge of a, like, my end of a rafter or whatever, you know, to set yeah. it. And shit was, that shit, I'm surprised I did not get hurt more often doing that, seeing as I was drunk, like, all the time. I had a guy working for me a couple of years ago and we were on a scissor lift and uh, and we were getting up on a roof from the scissor lift, which is pretty safe because it's got hand railing. It's like long a long walk board with hand railing all around and you can open up a part of it to get off of it or whatever. So it's pretty yeah. safe. But I mean, he got down on his knees and was holding on to the hand railing the whole time I was going up. And I was like, dude, this is like 15 feet in the air. He's yeah. like. He's like, man, I got to get off of this. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, if you want to work today, you got to get off of the lift. <laughs> Y'all ever seen those like uh, modern art deco looking houses downtown? They're white and they've got huge circle windows. Like, oh, in the yeah. Front. There's uh -huh, a couple yeah. of them. Yeah. When I was working for a cleaning crew, we were doing that. We had to clean the windows and there's like this. I don't know how big the ladder was. But it's a glass wall. So when I'm climbing up there, I'm just seeing down. I'm leaning against nothing. <laughs> I got about halfway up and started trembling so yeah. hard the ladder was shaking. I've seen people. And this do guy that. Luis was like, 
come on down, man. It's fine. I'll get it. <laughs> and he was trying to not laugh and like, you know, let me maintain my dignity. I'm like, dude, you can laugh. I have no dignity. So I, I don't recall ever being like that in high school. I was walking trusses on houses and stuff while we were framing and shit. You know I mean? Yeah. To set, you know, walking trusses to set trusses and lay, yeah. you know, um, sheeting on roofs and stuff. So I don't recall ever being like that, but I've seen enough people like that, that I know it's common. And I try to give people a little bit of a break. Yeah. It's I, a thing. I not only freeze up, I turn into a human vibrator. Sorry. You got anything else, Joseph? One more thing. I got a uh, Morgan oh, snorting Adderall over here or something. I don't know what's going on. So I was uh, talking to uh, my barber today, and he turned me on to this band. I know neither one of you guys give a shit about this, but um, wow, you know somebody out there might be in, in the market for some new music to listen to. Judge Joseph. Judge Joseph. You've been judged. I care. <laughs> All right, so this this band's called uh, Hembry and the Satan Sisters, and they do like kind of a their music's like a um has that like early '90s, maybe late '80s kind of hardcore punk feel to it. Oh, cool! The I like songs that. are pretty yeah. short, you know. I'm just throwing that out there. Hembry and the Satan Sisters, cool. Like Nirvana, Bleach, like their first album was. I don't know what. Oh, Nirvana their first was. album was yeah. Was a lot of people punk. don't know that. Yeah, it was like fast paced and it wasn't short. grunge. It had a lot of repetition in it. I don't know. It's um, a good album. I, I'm not familiar with Nirvana yeah. music that much. I was asking if Damn. that description compares oh, yeah. to this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's like short, fast. Yeah, and kind of got an angry sound to it. How about you, Eric? How was your week? This is out of our reach. <laughs> and I'm stoned. Sorry, I love Nirvana. You do. Straight up. So this, I've been feeling better. People, see your healthcare providers. Get your mental health straight. <laughs> I know you're I'm sitting laughing. on the couch just fucking doing nothing. <laughs> I'm joking. You're probably right. Love yourself. This is how I know I've been feeling better. Two times, once on Wednesday, once on Thursday, I went to get off my bed and hit the phone cord and dropped a whole thing of coffee in my lap onto the floor twice this week twice this fucking week cool <laughs> i've been using those metal straws that annie uses oh, yeah, and yeah. i'm not used to that something being out of my cup that if i hit will drag my yeah. cup into the ground or my lap so the first time there's this huge coffee stain on the floor in the carpet by my bed because I've been working in my bedroom because we have uh, our nephew over who's been using the living room kind of as his room. Goes in my lap and I kind of laugh it off. The second day was a little harder to laugh off. <laughs> what the fuck, Eric? Two cups of coffee in my lap. They were hot too, man. Oh, you know you're doing better because you I didn't, didn't lose overreact. my shit. Yeah. And like kick a window out or yell or scream. I actually laughed. Like I was like, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> like it, nice. yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, the you know, the effects of that stuff is so rough. It's not just like your emotions. It's, you know, I feel pain in my body and I'm just I'm cranky all the fucking time, you know? Right. It's been great to not feel that way. One of uh, our episodes, I think it's um, the one recently with Lafitte about Bret Hart. 
Yeah. We were joking around and made some comments um, about like Elon Musk and Bill Gates and stuff. And, you know, I made comments about how awkward it is to watch Elon Musk. And then that weekend, the guy goes on Saturday Night Live and tells everybody he's got autism. So I wanted to mention that and be like, you know, that's... You're not making a dig at autistic people. I'm not making a dig at autistic people. And maybe I should be more mindful of that. But to be fair, everybody's fucking weird in my eyes, and I celebrate my weirdness. So I don't necessarily mean it as a bad thing that he's weird. Justice is one of the weirdest fucking people I've ever met with my mind. To other people, he may not be, but that's what I love about Joseph. It also can be frustrating, but <laughs> it's, you know, it's what makes a good friend. So I wasn't having to dig at people with autism. I was just making a joke. And uh, I watched a great series that I get to the end of season two on, and I find out it was canceled. They did not know oh, they fuck. were going to be canceled. Y'all ever done that? Yeah. Like you're balls into this thing. Oh, when's season what three coming it? out? It's called Home Fires. Oh. It's a uh, masterpiece classic. Dude, they do some good fucking TV. It's about World War II and kind of all the women and and um, the UK that are there while all the men go to war. Mm -hmm. And they're having to deal with society, with everyone at war. Oh, like in uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall. I've never seen that. Oh, okay. But, Sorry. you know, it covers the bombing the like the fucking Nazis just bombed the shit out of Great Britain. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, it deals with that. It deals with just a lot of the issues of race and different things that come up with wow. uh, World War Two. Great show. I don't know why it got canceled, but they left like three cliffhangers on like three oh, different God. arcs. And then I look it up and I'm like, fuck. Because so, it was canceled. Because it was canceled. <laughs> what a bunch of assholes. Yeah, I um I watched a show, Mind Hunters, on Netflix. And yes. so I watched the first season and then it took them like two fucking years to make the second season. And then I was looking like when's the third season coming out? And it's canceled because the director's like, Yeah, we don't have enough money in the budget. Netflix isn't giving us enough money for it or something. And I'm like, how much money does it fucking take to, you know, like they're doing all kinds of fucking shows with so much CGI and so much special effects. I mean, Stranger Things, The Umbrella Academy, you know, so many fucking shows. And it's like, how can you not make a show about FBI? It's like regular fucking stuff. Yeah. You know, what? what is your fucking, what is your budget for something like that? That was a great show, yeah. too, man. It was, it was deep. It was introspective. It's about the beginning of the behavioral analysis unit at the FBI where they profile serial killers and stuff. And, you know, he, the guy that, that helped start this went around and interviewed like Ed Kemper, uh, Charles Manson. Um, I think he, he interviewed Son of Sam, right? Yeah. The Son of Sam killer. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other ones. It's really good to get a look at these like real takes on the interviews with these people. Right. It's, it's really good. And sure. also the pushback within that organization of a new kind of science emerging. Yeah. And then being like, y'all are fucking quacks. Like they don't, that's not the, the way that they did things. And it, yep. at the time, psychology was kind of not, and it was a then, woman's thing. Like the women, words, 
the words that they wouldn't let them use and stuff, remember? Right. And uh, it's just like, why would they not use these words? Obviously, no swear words. Can't say vagina. Couldn't talk about someone being pregnant or something like that. It was like really weird stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, seriously. And then there was that principal that did the tickles for nickels thing with the kids. <laughs> I don't remember that, but Jesus, that's fucking... Oh, God. Uh, I should laugh, but tickles for nickels? Yeah. Jesus. I mean, tell me you're a pedophile without telling me you're a pedophile. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, let's just say you let me tickle and I give you a nickel and we'll call it tickles for nickels. But yeah, that show got canceled and I was like, what the fuck? It's such a great show. And I mean, it felt like there was enough buzz around it to keep it relevant. Right. I don't know. So two more movies. I'm not going to talk about what they are. They're on <laughs> Netflix. The Ritual. Great scary movie. It's got some cult stuff. It's got some mythology stuff from like Norse type things. Oh, cool. And then there's another one called, oh, fuck. What's it called? I don't know. I'll splice it in later. Fuller House. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no, uh, that's not it. That's not it. We did watch Sacrament, though, which kind of mirrors um, the uh, Jim Jones massacre. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, a mass suicide and then murder of the people that didn't want to participate at the end of that movie really killed the mood. I was like, damn, I want to go to bed and cry now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, they went around, like, making the babies drink cyanide and shit. It's fucking rough. Yeah. But great movie. It was the Jim Jones things was rough. I mean, they just went around and popped everybody that didn't want to drink the Kool-Aid. Well, this movie mirrored that. It didn't say it was about that. But if you know it, it was almost exactly what happened. Damn. So that's it. I want to start doing movie media stuff because I consume it. Eric's Media Review. Thanks, Eric. Um, my week was. Uh, How was your week? It was kind How of. How was your week? You know, I'll tell you. It was kind <laughs> of okay. Um, I did have a day where Brandy and I took her son to Charleston. He had an appointment at MUSC, and we ended up getting stuck in traffic for an hour. We were at a standstill um, because there was an accident with fatalities. You know, about a mile up the road, and I thought it was a little bit. I don't know, disrespectful. Like I was thinking, hey, maybe I could, you know, take a selfie with the traffic and put it on Facebook and let Facebook know there's an accident, whatever, you know, because people were getting out of their cars and, you know, congregating and stuff. One of those. Yeah, it was it was we were there for a while. Like, so I was thinking about getting out and taking a selfie. And then this group of guys, obviously fucking golf buddies, because they were all looking like they're fucking missing their tea time. Or. (laughs) Uh, get out of this fucking suburban and they're like, uh, they're like (laughs) taking selfies one way with the traffic and taking selfies back with the accident and shit. And it just looked tacky and disrespectful. You know, were they wearing those cat like the Donald Trump khaki shorts? Where it kind of looks like they're wearing a diaper underneath. Well, it, it was cold that day, Aww. so so they were khaki pants, but they had on like the pullover windbreaker jacket 
deals <laughs> nice. and fucking maybe one of the guys is wearing a visor, you know. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I mean it's what you would think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's what you would think. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> so that's that's the only thing I really have from my week, but I think moving right along, you guys are flipping the coin between the two of you today. Coin. 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 <laughs> To see who's going with a topic. Does everyone have a topic today? I got that toppy topic. I have a topic. Joseph's looking right at his topic. All right. I'm going to um, let Eric call it in the air. I think Joseph called it last week. So you ready? Yes. Tails. He called tails. It is heads. You know, I'm going to say before the show, Joseph said he had a feeling he was doing the topic today. That's because he is the... Prophet of West Columbia. Oh, my God. You put that shit out in the universe. <laughs> All right. So we'll be back right after this message from us. Oh, hello, people of the future. This is the great and powerful Nostradamus. Great fucking prophet. Oh, but you must be so confused to hear my voice. It is quite simple. I have mastered the art of digital recording and processing to bring you this message. If I have timed this correctly, and I know that I have because I am the best, then this message will be delivered to you during Japtalion in Disguise episode about me, Nostradamus. That's Japtalion in Disguise. The greatest podcast of all time. Now, you must listen carefully. This is the message that I have traveled across hundreds of years to deliver to you. Listen to Japtayan in the sky. All the world will end in flame and water and ice and something. Maybe creatures come up from the earth. Swallow you whole. <laughs> I am Nostradamus. Great fucking prophet. Well, we hope you enjoyed whatever the fuck that was, but we're back. And uh, so the coin toss was won by Joseph, lost by Eric. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Do I sound like a sports commentator? A little. Oh, the coin toss was won by Joseph, lost by Eric. <laughs> so anyways, Joseph, what you got for a topic? The topic I have is the Bet's Mystery Sphere. Would you say it's a hot topic? Uh, it's the Bet's Mystery Sphere. Is that two T's? Bets? B-E-T-Z. Morgan, would you say it's a hot topic? No. Just somebody say hot topic. Hot topic. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery one say hot sphere. Topic. Sphere, yes. Mystery sphere. Say it again. <laughs> Roll the, tape. The Bets Mystery Sphere. Bets like a name? Bet. Yes. Okay. Like a name. Well, I didn't know if it was like bets like... Snake eyes. <laughs> like everybody get in your bets. <laughs> Joseph's coming in last. I got 50. <laughs> yeah. 23 All right. skidoo. <laughs> All right. So the Betts mystery sphere. On May 26, 1974, Terry Matthew Betts, a 21-year-old pre-med student, along with his... Oh, I'm sorry. This comes from Wikipedia, okay? Everyone must cite their sources. Uh, it also, I also got information from mysteriousuniverse.org and from, uh, oh no, and that's it. 
Anyway, on May 26, 1974, Terry Matthew Betts, a 21-year-old pre-med student, along with his mother, Jerry, a real estate developer, and his father, Antoine, a marine engineer, were inspecting damage caused by a brush fire that had raged across 88 acres of woodland they had acquired on Fort George Island, east of Jacksonville, Florida. Initially, nothing seemed out of place until they stumbled across a highly polished metal orb, approximately eight inches in diameter. The only delineating mark on the object was an elongated triangular shape stamped into its surface. They thought they may have found a down NASA or Soviet satellite, because this was back in the 70s. How big was it? About eight inches, about the size of a bowling yeah. ball. Okay. So somebody was playing a big game of marbles. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> At the scene, none of them could find uh, an impact crater or any signs of heat or collision damage to the sphere. So it's just a clean sphere in uh, a burnt-up field, essentially. Whereabouts in Florida is this? It's near Jacksonville, so that's on the Panhandle, I believe. Mm-hmm. Isn't Jacksonville on the Panhandle? We the live in the other, south. The other side of the Panhandle, but close. Sorry, I missed the Jacksonville thing. Uh, that's all right. Yes. Okay, they surmised that it might be an old fashioned cannonball which someone had silver plated as a souvenir I, I don't know why you would surmise that but that's surmise. what they surmise that's how they came up that's what they came up with joseph antonio's college word of the day did you say there was a spike on it or something elongated triangle stamped into the surface oh that's what it was okay okay terry the pre-med student who found it decided to carry the it's about 22 pound ball or a sphere to the car and take it back to their in the, the thing they describe it as a castle-like home. They have a really big fucking house, is what they mean. <laughs> Terry lives in a castle. Well, the, his his yeah. parents have this like enormous fucking house. They're like Palace. they're well off, I guess. You know. Now they have a twenty-two pound sphere. <laughs> At the house, uh, they showed it to a relative, a twelve-year-old boy named Wayne, uh, like a cousin or something, and he was perplexed by it. He couldn't figure out what it was either. I don't know. Twelve-year-old. I'm sorry. It out. Yeah, I'm sorry. They <laughs> took this mystery sphere to a twelve-year-old to see if he could figure out what it was, and he couldn't figure and it he's out. Like, oh gosh, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> yeah. So you have a real estate developer, a pre-med student, and a marine engineer, and they're like, "We can't figure it out. Let's take it to the twelve-year-old." Yeah. Yeah. They actually. <laughs> Had to walk past a nuclear physicist <laughs> and a fucking astrobiologist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Timmy. Okay, so uh, Terry placed the sphere on a window seat in his bedroom, and there the object remained virtually forgotten until two weeks later when Terry decided to entertain his friend Teresa Frazier. Well, hello there, Teresa Frazier. with an impromptu guitar recital in his room, because, you know, chicks like guitars, right? That ain't all. What am I? But yeah. So when he started playing, uh, he started playing guitar, it elicited um, some unusual reactions from the sphere and probably Teresa. Oh, my. Whoa. Okay, according to Terry's report, after he began strumming his guitar, the sphere started to vibrate like a tuning fork and emitting so- a curious throbbing <laughs> sound. So this, this orb is... Emitting this throbbing sound, whatever, but what's her name? Teresa? Teresa. I'm fucking roasted marshmallows over here in a crotch. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, once it started making the tuning fork sound, did she like sit on it? Did she straddle that motherfucker? Maybe. <laughs> if she did, they didn't put it in there. Damn, Teresa, your socks are soaked. <laughs> 
Okay, they said the uh, the sound was accompanied by what seemed to be an inaudible resonance that deeply disturbed the Betts family dog, which was a poodle. I don't know if that's relevant. Poodles are a really intelligent breed. I will say that. They're one of the more intelligent breeds of, um, of dogs. You and know what dog assholes. I don't like? I don't like Labradoodles. That like big fucking poodle thing that people have. Rich people have them in their house. Yeah, they like they to do. bite the shit out of people who are working on the house. <laughs> well, I mean, full-grown poodles are assholes too. Like full-size poodles. I mean, yeah. not miniatures and stuff. But yeah, poodles are assholes, and then Labradoodle is just a big asshole poodle. Yeah, I don't like poodles. They don't. They're not like cuddly to me. They're I don't know, like little dicks. Yeah, those, not uh, penises like assholes. Oh, yeah, well, right. not asshole. God damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> the rude. Yeah, the rude. <laughs> Jesus. I'm like a Freudian nightmare. So, Eric, before we get started about the dicks and the assholes, I want you to tell me about your mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the days that followed, they observed that when the orb was pushed across the floor, it would stop, vibrate for a moment, change directions, often more than once, and invariably return to whoever rolled it. Hey, how long ago was this? You said the year, right? In the 70s. I think it was 74 or something like that. It was in the 1970s? Yeah. Okay. What's nuts is the 12-year-old designed all these experiments they're doing on it. (laughs) Let me go work up my plans. It's (laughs) mousetrap. In one of the uh, circumstances, supposedly the sphere rolled for about 12 minutes straight without pausing. So it, it, they're just, it's doing weird shit that spheres don't typically do. Yeah. You know, Damn. Um, I wonder, does it say if it like changed directions or just rolled in one? Yeah, it changes it changed directions. Changes. Okay, stuff. sorry. Uh, Terry and his family soon realized that the sphere appeared to be responsive to weather conditions, becoming noticeably more active on bright days as opposed to overcast ones. The sphere would also sporadically vibrate at a low frequency as if. A motor was running inside of it and had just um, had just one relatively small, intensely magnetic spot on its surface. I just imagine there's some interdimensional being that's as immature as me that's like pressing a button, just like watching, fucking with people. <laughs> hey, Larry, come check this like shit out. Like a laser with a cat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, this shit's going to freak them out, dude. <laughs> I, I got to ask real quick, where did you hear about this from? Uh, Bet's Mystery Sphere, um, I think the first place I heard about it may have been Ancient Aliens. Okay, okay. And uh, how did you find all the? I guess when you look it up, there's probably a lot of information about it. If it was, there is a lot of information about it. Okay, there's like I wasn't. Newspaper. I don't want to. I don't want to say like what's your sources. There's you know, newspaper I was just curious where you got the, some of yeah. this stuff from. Okay. I kind of want to mention something about Ancient Aliens, but I don't know if it'll make the cut. It's not I, a it's not a credible source. No, it was well, <laughs> yeah, kind of. It was something uh, I heard, but I didn't like really look into. It was someone saying that the the idea and and some of the tenets of ancient aliens is got racism in it because these what? cultures yeah. that are like brown are too for like oh. some of the structures that they're saying aliens built. Romans had totally built cool shit by then. I think the cathedral, the, um, uh, what is it? Like Notre Dame or some shit. One of those big cathedrals had been built by the time one of the places they talk about in like Central America had been built. Yeah. But they're like, had to be aliens. 
because there's no fucking like white Europeans around. And I'm not saying I subscribe to that. It's just something I heard that I'd never thought about before. Oh, shit. Wow. Like, huh. Yeah, I've I've heard that one too. And it, it does make a lot of sense. It doesn't I don't think it applies though when you look at like the ancient artwork in Central and South America that depicts things that look a lot like modern astronauts and spaceships. Right. You know? So but yeah, the idea of like how did they engineer this structure? They couldn't have done it because they're a bunch of fucking drunk morons doesn't seem right. polite. <laughs> Terry. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. My Terry, man. the kid, the pre-med student who found it, um, being Terry. a student of science, uh, began to conduct a series of homespun experiments on the object. Oh, yeah. Uh, his initial <laughs> efforts consisted of tapping on the orb gently with a hammer. <laughs> that's, a, that's an air experiment. Science. Science. <laughs> and then he did the Joseph experiment of kicking it across the room. Yelling at it. <laughs> Then he, then he wanted to see if he could get all eight inches of it. <laughs> uh, sorry, go ahead. Well, he, it says it says he tapped on it with a hammer, which resulted in a distinctively bell-like ringing sound, which seemed I don't know. I I used to do metal work, and when you tap on something with a metal hammer that's made out of metal, and it's in the shape of a sphere or a bowl or like a large solid piece of steel. It makes a bell-like sound. That's what a bell is. That's what a bell is. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally. Yeah. It's like those Buddhist like singing bowls. That's yeah. You just touch like it. It makes a fucking sound. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, Terry placed the object on his mother's coffee table. Terry. Okay. The sphere would consistently roll right to the edge of the table, pause, then reverse its direction. Only to stop again at the opposite edge of the table and repeat the maneuver. The twelve-year-olds under the table with a magnet. <laughs> I'm I'm going with immature interdimensional beings on this. Somebody's, somebody's fucking with them. That could be it, man. Um, the uh, the Betts family began considering the possibility that this object was equipped with a sophisticated guidance system, or was perhaps being intelligently controlled, like you said, either from within or by some enigmatic external force family decided that the sphere almost certainly appeared to be striving to get safely to the ground without falling from the coffee table i've got to say one of the things that's caught me recently and it was something we were talking about with like conspiracy theory stuff is like the possibility of beings that so scientists talk about what if other life doesn't look like the life that we're used to like our life what if it's not carbon-based what if it's in some other dimension. Wow. Because some, some like theories um, postulate that there's like, I don't know, 11, 12, 13 different dimensions that we can't, we don't see, we don't experience. But what if there's these other things like right parallel to us that live in those, you know, dimensions? And sometimes they kind of touch where we can get glimpses of one another. That's something I could possibly buy into. That is a, the wow. most un-Eric thing you've said in a while. There was a lot of, like, kind of science in there, and a scientist would probably rip me open. <laughs> it's, a, it's just my we're speculation. Not, yeah, we're but, not scientists. Yeah. Is that, like, the same as string theory? I'm not 100% on what string theory is, but I know it's got a lot to do with um, the parallel dimension stuff. Yeah, I don't know if string theory specifically says anything about, like, how many different um, okay. dimensions there are, but it is, like, parallel worlds of, I don't know if it's this one, but some say 
every possibility exists in some parallel dimension. Yeah. Some people say the universe is static and every event has already happened. And just because of our perception, we're experiencing it as time, but really everything's that ever will occur has already occurred at once. We just experience it as we do because of how we're made or, you wow. know. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, Joseph. Tangent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah, I get, with, I get down with that. I'm thinking. not poking holes. Yes, you're not poking holes. Okay. boy. I fucking do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so they um they took the sphere and they had it on the coffee table and they um tilted the coffee table up to try and get the sphere to roll off of it. And the sphere got down to the edge of it and started to spin and create momentum to try and push itself back up the coffee table. Shit. Which I think is really weird. By now I don't think I'd want this thing in my house. Yeah. I'm curious if they ever now I know that it wasn't a common thing to have any kind of video recorders in your home in the 70s. It wasn't common, but these people live in a castle. Mm -hmm. So maybe they had a video recorder where they could take some film, even an eight millimeter film of this ball doing these things. Did is there any evidence of that? You know, I did not find any of that because like That's news, crazy. which is weird because like newspaper people show up and start checking this out too. Really? And witnessing it. I just, so there's newspaper articles about it? Uh-huh. Oh, shit. I just imagine that video recorder on someone's shoulders like a fridge. <laughs> yeah, that, like, yeah. See, I'm thinking, I'm thinking more of a, a little like, handheld thing with yeah. a crank. Yeah, guy with a handlebar mustache and a big <laughs> flash. All right, the sphere seemed to resist all attempts to being shaken. I guess somebody thought it was a good idea to shake it. Um, which wait, I, it resisted. I a little, yeah, I found it a little disturbing. Um, Did it send electrical shocks when you start shaking it? Well, I guess the mother of the house uh, shook it. Uh, in an April 16th, 1974 edition of Lodi, California's New Sentinel, Jerry stated, if you shake the ball vigorously, then place it on the ground, it feels just like a huge Mexican jumping bean, which is trying to get away from you. Well, at least we know he's racist. <laughs> Mexican jumping bean's not I'm, racist. I'm, I'm just, it's just I'm a little worm inside of a seed. I'm joking. But, um, I, you know, I was thinking about, because they were speculating there might be something in, like intelligent in it or around it or whatever. So I'm picturing, if, if I'm thinking like there's an eight-inch sphere, there might be a living entity inside of it, and this is like its home or its vehicle, it seems a little cruel and rude to pick it up and shake it vigorously. That's just me. That's us, dude. That's our species. You know, it's like, crack that some bitch you. open. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are the same species that hit an island and found the fucking most intelligent bird on the planet and killed it for fun <laughs> because it came up to us. Like, hey, this motherfucker don't know shit. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb motherfucker. Just walk right up to me. <laughs> we got dinner. <laughs> Speaking of which. Dolphins are dicks. Was that your Facebook I put that thing on? I don't Everyone know. Everyone thinks dolphins are nice. This is a tangent. And we're off on another tangent. But they're, <laughs> they're dicks, dude. They've studied their like behavior patterns, and they'll totally gang up. And Certain types of dolphins will gang up in groups on other ones. They'll 
force themselves sexually upon female yeah. dolphins that do not want it. You did. You put something about dolphin rape or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they Dolphins are straight assholes. And we're like, oh, look at that cute little smile. And they're like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> but they protect humans a lot of times. Yeah. They are very protective over humans. Yeah, supposedly there is a kinship of some type between dolphins and humans. And in comparison to humans, we use 10% of our brain, they say, and uh, they say that dolphins use 20% of our brain. And if we used that capacity of our brain, we could probably move things with our mind. You just said dolphins use 20% of our brain. Duh. I was like, oh, damn. You just opened another conspiracy theory oh, door being for Joseph. Oh, sh- by dolphins. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Fucking, uh, so another one, squid and octopi are really intelligent, and they don't have a centralized brain. They Mm. think all throughout their body. Like, they have a completely alien structure of body compared to us. Ooh, he said it. There is a belief that uh, octopi are are aliens that grew here because their DNA or whatever is, you know, like we can connect our DNAs of different animals to other animals. Yeah. Like, they're having they have trouble, I guess, connecting it to other things. They're very intelligent. They form bonds with people. What are they called? Cephalopods? Maybe. I'm not sure. Okay. Is that like a new kind of e-cigarette or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not hip. No. Is that a, on fleek? Am I doing a, it right? <laughs> it's a type of animal like a mollusk <laughs> or a primate or Oh, that's what a cephalopod is? Yeah, it's like a type of like oh, a classification. Oh, yeah, of that's animals. what I meant. That's yeah. what I meant. The classification. I don't know if it's a cephalopod. I I was gonna go with mollusk. Oh, I kinda okay. wanna know now. Look it up. Are we doing a racism? <laughs> Are we doing a racism? Yeah, I'm going to okay. do a racism. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take one racism, please. A cephalopod, such as squid, octopus, cuttlefish, or nautilus. Ooh, cuttlefish. cuttlefish. That's sweet. Is it? <laughs> you know they there's cuddle. professional cuddlers that you can pay to cuddle with you? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I could see why people would pay for that. I would have, I don't know, I can cuddle without pulling my dick out but <laughs> it's a challenge so i was right that's a cephalopod. well not with everybody i mean like obviously if i cuddle with a cat i'm not pulling my dick out you know we're so random he's he's like that's right it's a it's a cephalopod we're talking about <laughs> oh you guys are talking about getting your dick sucked by a cat <laughs> <laughs> they have rough tongues i just want you to really think about that sharp teeth too Italian 13 <laughs> gmail.com <laughs> And a blowjob from Fluffy. (laughs) All right. It's not a hairball. Back to the topic. (laughs) The Betts... (laughs) I'm sorry, I'll quit. The the Betts family became uh, so concerned about the sphere's clear ability to independently navigate its its way around their home that they took to placing it in a sealed bag at night so that it couldn't escape. Another strange behavior, if you think there might be something intelligent inside of it, you're now holding it hostage and torturing it. Why didn't they just get a fucking cat box for it or something? Dog crate. I thought you were going to say the mom nagged it to the point where it lost the will to move around. I thought you were going to say they just adopted it as a pet. I mean, name the motherfucker. and What else you got? Okay, after days of watching the sphere... So, days, yeah, they've like been doing no this. sleep. 
<laughs> They've been doing this for days. <laughs> the Betts family decided that it was time to go public and, um, you know, explore the mystery. Jesus Christ, dude. Imagine the fucking ego on these people. Really? You discover this fucking thing that seems intelligent and you're like, we'll wait to get help. Anybody know any more 12-year-olds? <laughs> we need to have a meeting of the minds before we call the feds in. Fuck. Okay, the, the first a, call that Jerry... That's a good point. Yeah. First call that Jerry Betts made was to the Jacksonville so it was Journal. Jerry and Jerry. Terry? Jerry and Terry? Yeah, Jerry's the mother. Terry's the son. Barry's the Antoine's dad. Antoine's the father. Oh, Antoine. Oh, he oh, does not... fucked that up. Which of these things does not belong? <laughs> <laughs> He's probably paying child support. All right, sad. so Jerry Jerry called who now? <laughs> Tell um, me you were They called the uh, <laughs> the Jacksonville Journal, and Jacksonville Journal sent out a seasoned photographer, Lon Anger. <laughs> that's that's quality news media right there. Is that a pseudonym? That's his name, Lon Anger. <laughs> what? Lon Anger, like Lon Chaney. Lon Anger is his name? Well, Inger, Anger. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't do German very well. Okay, the skeptical Anger. Yard happiness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not Lon. Yeah, okay, yeah. so you're just saying? No. Yeah. Lon, like L-O-N, Anger, oh. <laughs> E-N-G-E-R. Okay. 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 Do A- A-N-G-E-R. Do your German voice. Like anger. <laughs> His oh, name is no. Lon Anger. That was, what? <laughs> that was not German. Lon Engel. Lon Engel. I am Lon Anger. <laughs> I am Lon... Wait. <laughs> this is quite... I am Lon Angua. <laughs> Angua. <laughs> they are the spheres. We know they are here. You have spheres here. <laughs> Check the cupboards. <laughs> okay. Do we have people listening in Germany? I don't don't think anybody's made it to this point of the podcast right now. Everybody (laughs) gave up at dolphin noises. Okay. Morgan's enjoying. What are you enjoying, Morgan? Chex Mix. Did you bring enough for everybody? Brandy's heard this far. I did, but now there isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Inger described the moment Inger took the assignment. He went there. He described the moment for the April 12th, 1974 edition of the St. Peter Petersburg Times. Uh, quote, I'm leery of this kind of thing. When I got there, Mrs. Betts said, you won't believe this um, unless you see it. You won't believe this if you don't see it. Yeah. And then she popped out her puss. <laughs> <laughs> Further quote. Shot the spear across the room. <laughs> her vagina. Oh, my God. Oh, it has, so it's shiny. It's an eight-inch sphere, and it does not have a collapsible skull, so I don't think that's going to happen. Talk it about could, wet blanket. Happen. Yeah, wet blanket JoJo over. And now who's being science guy? I thought you watched porn. It could happen. <laughs> I, think we, I think you and I watch different porns. I know we do. <laughs> uh, okay, so Inger's quote here is, all right. she told me to put it on the floor and give it a push. It rolled a ways and stopped. So what? She said, just wait a minute. It turned by itself, rolled to the right about four feet, it stopped. Then it turned again, rolled to the left about eight feet, made a big arc, and came right back to my feet. 
That's what he witnessed. I wonder if the sphere thought it was a pet at this point. Or if it's trying to communicate mm. with like the the shape. I mean, saying that this happened, I've got questions, but there's news articles. Why would I question that? I don't know. We all question the news, but where's yeah. the fucking video footage? I'm sorry. It was too video footage is too common at this point in our society. For there to not be a recording of this. There were re- video recordings of exorcisms. There were video recordings of all kinds of shit. Why not this? I don't know. It's 1974. The the Pope was renting the one fucking... <laughs> it's 1974, dude. I, I was... Damn, I was living in Florida in 1974. Son um, of a bitch. Oh, God. Pretty sure I was. Here's a window I haven't looked in yet. Tell us, Joseph. Well, no. Paint a just, picture of 1974. You were five years old. <laughs> there was a lot of goddamn <laughs> sand around. I remember that because I lived in Florida. Show us on this doll. <laughs> but there was... um. Where did Florida violate I you? do not remember there being like v- VHS tapes back then. That was not like a thing. People didn't have like recording equipment. They had like eight millimeter cameras yes. and shit. Yeah, they definitely did. You know? and, so the, and like news agencies might have had better stuff. Right. That's what I'm getting at. If you're sending out news reporters to look at a fucking news report, you know, like yeah. fucking record something. And that's what I meant was it wasn't common for people to have video recorders in their homes. But these people live in a fucking palace. Yeah. They probably had a video recorder. Yeah. Or they had and access to one. That's just my what I came across. I didn't come across any video information. Okay. All right. How I'm old, sorry. Yeah. How old you know. were you so there at could this be time? some. There could be. Okay. Yeah. Joseph, how old were you at this time? Nineteen seventy four. I was five years old. They at least had those like cameras with the birds in them that like etched on the piece of stone. <laughs> right? Like the fucking Flintstones. <laughs> like the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah I said that I've I been waiting to that. do that. <laughs> I'd seen uh, that. They also so had lame. like uh, Batman and Robin. I remember that. Oh, when they would act like they were climbing the rope, but they were really mm-hmm. just walking across the parking lot. No, line. they were climbing <laughs> the side of the building. <laughs> okay. And Batgirl, she'd get tied up every Friday. <laughs> wow. It's no say wonder. I'm wrong. You can't say I'm wrong. Every Friday, like clockwork, she'd get put in bondage. And that's a different topic. People wonder why we've got weird stuff going on around sexual mores in this country. (laughs) (laughs) You know, don't show a nipple, but this lady's going to get tied up and gagged. (laughs) (laughs) There's just going to be something about it. Yeah. Just something about it. Anyway. (laughs) Takes you right back to childhood. It does. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Porn mags in the woods way earlier than I should have known. Yeah, they smell like mildew. Yeah. Shame. And alcohol. Terry. Anger uh, (laughs) examined the steel ball intently and could find no seams, no indications of a manufacturer on the surface, save for that triangular symbol that was previously mentioned. Uh, The paper wasted no time in publishing his account, and within within days, worldwide media firestorm was ignited. But still no... Okay, at this point, worldwide... Mm-hmm. No cameras. So if it doesn't have a seam, we know it's not a scrotum. This much we know. So there was a Pixar movie called Inside Out. Yeah. Um, where it was like the emotions in your head. So every time you say anger, 
I think of the character from <laughs> from Inside Out. He's got a flat top. <laughs> like, this guy is so pissed. <laughs> He's kind of got a German head, too. The ball is spinning! It's spinning! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, reporters from the New York Times, that's all the news that's fit to print, in case you don't know. Reporters from the New York Times, <laughs> the London Daily, and dozens of other papers from as far away as Japan called or traveled to St. George Island to see this mystery sphere. And all of them misplaced their fucking video recorders. That's all I'm saying. So Joseph clarified. He's not saying that there isn't video footage. He oh, just okay. didn't find any. Yeah. Sorry. And I believe technically it wasn't video either. It was film. I was just preparing a joke yeah. in my head while y'all were talking, so please don't blame me. It's your fault. <laughs> okay, this, this, do better. The scientific and mati- the scientific and military. <laughs> Goddamn. The scientific. <laughs> the scientific and military communities were also clamoring for a good look at the unusual object, because as you, I don't know if you remember, the dude is a marine engineer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So when re- you say marine engineer, you don't mean like ocean. Uh, ocean. I do. I'm oh, pretty okay. sure that means ocean. Not like the Marine Corps. Well, that also means ocean. Right, but there's a difference between a Marine Corps engineer and a marine engineer. Oh, yeah, I believe he's a marine engineer, not a Marine Corps engineer. Okay. Um representatives of the US Marine Corps uh NASA um <laughs> so contracted that family. So he's in the Marine Corps. If representatives from the Marine Corps showed up, then he's most likely in the Marine Corps. Or whatever operation he works with, Yeah, they yeah. deal with each Maybe. other. Okay, yeah, I could yeah, see that. NASA is contacted as well. and He's not an astronaut. I'm being a caddy bitch. I'm sorry. So representatives of the U.S. Marine Corps <laughs> and NASA contacted the Betts family, as did UFO investigators representing the Aerial Phenomenon Research Organization. Uh, the visitors also universally left both impressed and perplexed by the sphere's abilities. So the, what's kind of nuts about this to me is mm-hmm. think about other things where events of like alien contact supposedly happen. The the black suits and those people show up like immediately and take all um, right yeah. all materials they Try to silence people going so by what they say, here. but that didn't happen here. Now, do you think maybe it's because these people had money and influence? Maybe they were connected with uh, the Marines, mm-hmm. you know, like with mm-hmm. government organizations because, you know, in, everybody or, likes an engineer. Or are you, Eric, saying that it's because there was nothing to it? I don't know. I was just m- making an observation of something that crossed my mind. I'm trying mm-hmm. not to make any you know rush judgments here okay that's smart doing a new thing a u.s marine spokesman uh admitted on television that the ball had behaved strangely in his presence and that he was unable to explain its origin an official press release issued by the marines publicly stated that the ball was not the property of the united states government Mm. so it's not peace they're saying it's not some piece of technology of theirs, I guess, but uh-huh. you know, there's your commercial right there. They also <laughs> will lie about that shit. The ball would like to apologize for its behavior. <laughs> it did not realize that rolling away from minorities was 
<laughs> was going to create a media firestorm. It indeed has never met any humans and does not know about racism. <laughs> the family, <laughs> the family had become overwhelmed by the press. And in April 14th, 1974 edition of the Palm Beach Post, Jerry was quoted as saying, we came to Fort George Island to get away to a serene atmosphere. And now I can't get away from the telephone. It means nothing to people in the West end in the West that it's midnight here. And when they quit calling, those on the East Coast wake up and start calling. So here's, okay, here's the thing. Saying this happened, yeah. it may be that they said that they kept it themselves for observation for some days, right? Right. So maybe that's why nobody came in to scoop this thing up is because they weren't given the opportunity. And by then, news stories already, news outlets already knew about it. You, one of them was the Times, right? So by yeah. then, you can't like... What are you going to do? Murder a whole well-to-do family? Throw them in the ocean? Are you asking me what I would do if no, I was... No, I'm just oh, okay. saying maybe that's <laughs> the quandary I had a minute ago about, well, why didn't they rush in and take this? That could answer it. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, that it it become a publicly known thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the peak of this frenzy, renowned astronomer and UFOlogist. Did he just say a UFOlogist? Uh, Dr. J. Allen Hynek requested that the Betts family send the sphere to his office in Northwestern University in Chicago so he could personally inspect it. But Jerry refused because she was warned that the one-of-a-kind object might be seized or misplaced. Yeah. So she's, I guess, becoming concerned that somebody might scoop it up. Evidently, this was uh, an assessment that Dr. Hynek agreed with. According to the report published in an April 16, 1974 edition of the News Sentinel, she, Jerry Betts, said the experts she talked to in Northwestern University decide it would be too much risk to fly the sphere to Chicago for examination. What's the risk? That it might be misplaced or stolen. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see that. Yeah. Okay, to the chagrin of scores of scientists and military officers, the sphere remained in the Betts family home, and that is where the object remained until a series of events forced the family to wonder whether or not this orb was capable of channeling or perhaps unleashing supernatural forces. Oh, shit. So I guess it starts becoming weirder for them. Uh, Jerry Betts reported... Oh, it doesn't say what the series of events are? Uh, yeah, yeah oh. it does. Hold Jerry on. Betts reported that she and her... Oh, yeah. Chagrin. Joseph's second <laughs> college word of the day. Daggone college boy, you know things, ain't it? Okay. <laughs> Jerry Betts reported <laughs> that she and her family began to hear strange organ-like music wafting through the cavernous abode of the house in the dead of night. Wafting is usually a word you use for, like, odor. <laughs> That's a weird word. Yeah. Yeah. Is a weird way to describe it. Uh, doors began slamming, seemingly of their own volition, at all hours of the day and night. This new development did cause concern for Antoine and Jerry, who decided <laughs> yeah. that it was high time they got to the bottom of this mystery. Uh, to help achieve that goal, they contacted the United States Navy. Bring in the six-year-old and toddlers. <laughs> Get in this. Yeah. Okay, so the U.S. Navy... The Betts family finally relinquished the sphere to scientists posted at Jacksonville Naval Air Station. Dude, it fucking disappears, right? 
I mean, sorry. Yeah, I'll yeah let it's you... going to disappear. Yeah. Navy metallurgists were met with dead ends as their X-ray machines were not strong enough to penetrate the orb, according to Navy spokesman CPO Chris Berenger. There's a penetration joke here, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, Morgan and I are just grinning like fucking 12-year-olds at each other. Uh, oh, God. Okay, so Chris Berenger is quoted as saying, Our first X-ray attempts got us nowhere. We're going to use a more powerful machine on it and also run spectrograph tests to determine what metal it's made of. There's certainly something odd about it. We're going to shake it in the Home Depot paint stirrer. <laughs> yeah, we will tap on it with hammers. <laughs> We're going to bring in the Blue Man Group. and they will play it relentlessly (laughs) they also concluded that the shell of the orb was approximately one half inch thick which could withstand the pressure of 120,000 pounds per square inch and made of stainless steel specifically magnetic ferrous alloy number 431 this alloy is a magnetic nickel bearing stainless steel designed for heat treatment to the highest mechanical properties and corrosive resistance. How'd they know the thickness of it? They got, I guess, a more powerful machine to examine it. Okay. I know that, I know that like, um, I don't know if they do it the same way, but I know that with measuring the Earth's surface and the different layers of the planet and stuff, they use like um, sound, like ultrasonic stuff kind of measure the depth. Oh, measure like how how long it takes to go out and come back. Right. And the way it's changed. So that's probably how they measure thickness on something they can't open up. Yeah. That's legit. Go with that. Okay. um, According to the Universal Stainless Steel website, which is a website. Wow. (laughs) Because, you know, I was like, well, this, I was interested in the metal. Um, This grade is often used for aerospace industry as fittings and boltings requiring high yield strength, uh, has excellent corrosive resistance, and also lends well to the marine industry. The Navy team's powerful, I guess this is what they use to examine it, the Navy team's powerful 300 kV x-ray, kV is probably for some kind of uh, measurement, uh, discovered two round objects inside the sphere surrounded by a halo made of a material with an unusual density. They noted that the sphere displayed four different magnetic poles, two positives and two negatives, which were not concentric. Trying to picture that in my head, I'm having trouble picturing that, what that means. The Navy also concluded that while the orb was intensely magnetic, it did not show signs of radioactivity and did not appear to be an explosive. At this point, the Navy scientists wanted to cut into the object to get a better look at it, but Jerry Betts refused, stating to the press, quote, I told them we expect a comprehensive report in two weeks, and if it can't be identified as government property, it is to be returned to us. She's like telling the Navy what to do. Good luck with that. I know. <laughs> I guess maybe <laughs> things were different in the early 70s. That money and influence. What would you say KV was talking about? It's KV is a... Um, it's a, a, a measurement of velocity in a motor is it that's yeah that's what kv is used for it's kilovolt but okay yeah it's a 300 kilovolt kv 300 kv x-ray that's a machine apparently i don't know what that is i was going with kangaroo vagina 
That was my closest. That was it was close. You were close, yeah. Yeah. You almost had it. I'm so varied in my humor. You know, that's the thing that makes me funny is I really branch out. Yeah. It's important Whatever. though. It's important to some of that spray can- a wide stream. Kangaroo badge. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, one in the pouch, one in the ouch. <laughs> <laughs> The, the shockaroo? You ever the shockaroo? <laughs> that was a good one. You guys ever seen a kangaroo kick somebody's ass? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I have. They don't get, fuck around. No, uh, you get fucked up by a kangaroo. Yeah. Kangaroos are like two to one for people in Australia. The kangaroo to people ratio is oh, like two yeah. to one. Yeah. They yeah. could take over. Uh, they could take over because there's twice as many of them. I read that recently. They're encouraging people to like eat to eat kangaroo more kangaroo. Meat. Yeah, I think I posted that. Oh, would, yeah. that's why I would totally eat a kangaroo. I would eat a dog. So would you eat a kangaroo vagina, the old KV. I would probably eat a kangaroo vagina if it was uh, prepared, maybe like ground up like sausage or something. <laughs> and and they didn't tell you, or you don't care. I don't care. And I didn't. I did not mean. Eat it like that. Oh. Oh, I should have been all Gosh. over that. Fuck. Let's <laughs> get mad with you. Okay. All right. Back to the x ray and okay, the, the, the Navy lady made, boss and the Navy yeah, around. <laughs> the Navy made good on their promise and returned the sphere. That, I think, is really odd. Um, at this point, the Betts family began to seriously consider the possibility that they were in possession of extraterrestrial technology. According to Jerry, quote, if no other explanation can be found, that's as logical as any who could say what's on another planet. Even speculations have been proven wrong. The Navy says what it isn't. They say it isn't an explosive. We still want to know what it is. Yeah, that's bad logic right there. Just because they can't say what it is doesn't it mean it's extraterrestrial. Alien. Yeah, that's not a... I mean, I understand their um, curiosity or leanings that it could be that, but... This thing isn't a kangaroo, so it's an alien, is basically what they just said. Yeah. Navy spokesman Behringer was hesitant to even entertain the extraterrestrial origin hypothesis, for obvious reasons, because we know the Navy doesn't talk about stuff like that. Stating in April 15, 1974 edition of the Palm Beach Post, quote, I don't know who manufactured it, but I say it came from Earth. We do know that it's not an explosive and presents no hazard. How did they know it, it came from Earth? Right. Is it the it's probably the makeup of the metal, you know, it's pro, it's apparently a metal that we're very familiar with, the stainless steel nickel alloy. Yeah, it's an alloy that we make here on Earth. Right. And so aliens don't like clean countertops? <laughs> yeah, maybe aliens like making things out of alloys, you know? Yeah, I mean, it could be. But um, I think that's probably where... Could be. <laughs> that's probably where the Navy's coming from, is like, this is definitely a very familiar metal to what we have here. This is a metal that we have and that we make here on Earth. Yeah, they just so this don't is know probably who made from Earth. Yeah, yeah, we just don't yeah. know where it came from on Earth. If you had seven on, of them on a thin wire, it definitely wouldn't be my anal beads, you know? That's all I'm saying. Right. Okay. And... <laughs> And to be honest, it, it's the Navy. Doesn't the Air Force usually handle? Um, the, doesn't the Air Force usually handle extraterrestrial stuff, UFOs, and things like that? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. but this is a Naval Air Command. Is okay, what they said, All and right. they're in Florida. Yeah, I mean, you got Air Force in Florida too. I'm sure you, you know? do. Who knows what's going on in Florida? 
Right. Anything could be going on. They could be wrestling alligators down there. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right. On, uh, on April 13th, 1974, Dr. Carl Wilson, representing the Omega Minus One Institute, which is a fucking <laughs> cool name. Omega Minus One Institute? The Omega Minus One Institute. Wow. Examined the sphere for over six hours and discovered radio waves coming from it and a magnetic field around it. I tried to find this Dr. Wilson. I, Joseph. There tried were radio to find, waves coming from it? Yeah. Huh. So I tried to find this Dr. Wilson and the Omega Minus One Institute, but couldn't really find anything. Debunked. I found an obituary that had no mention of an involvement with Omega Minus One Institute. It's like um, a, a metal orb with like a gray wig on it and a coffin. <laughs> the only the only stuff I could find was about the institute was Bet Sphere, Bet's Sphere related stuff. Yeah. So that's the only place I find Omega Minus One Institute mentioned is in relation to this Bet Sphere. You can make of that what you will. I I could make all kinds of crazy stuff out of that. Anyway, I'm making a pizza. <laughs> Dr. Wilson confirmed the Navy's discovery and claimed that this was a mind bender as the flux density as the flux density of the field appeared to fluctuate in potency based on an yet ident- unidentified pattern. This he claimed defied known laws of physics. Flux density sounds like a flux capacitor? Yeah, it sounds like something from Back to the Future. Yeah, it's the first place my mind went to. I think I think I have a definition. The magnitude of a magnetic, electric, or other flux passing through a unit area. Flux is the action or process of flowing or flowing out. That did not clear anything up for me. Me neither. Uh, to be honest, it just I don't even know that it made it through my head. There's a lot of words. <laughs> so if it had like radio waves emitting from it, then couldn't something be controlling it through radio waves? Yes. Theoretically. Technically, I don't know the word. The doctor went on to suggest that the metal that made up the shell of the orb, while comparable to stainless steel, contained an unknown element making it slightly different from steel. Dr. Wilson witnessed the sphere's ability to propel itself across surfaces and abruptly change directions, but was unable to determine a pattern in the movement or explain how that was even possible. In the end, the Omega Minus One Institute, which may or may not exist. In the end, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Findings regarding the identity of the mystery sphere were just as inconclusive as the Navy's. The APRO, Aerial Phenomenon Research Organization, managed to convince the family that they might be in possession of evidence of the existence of extraterrestrial intelligence, and as such were legitimately eligible to win the National Enquirer's then $50,000 reward for proof positive of UFOs. Is this how they tricked them out of it? <laughs> <laughs> they were offering money for proof positive of UFOs, yeah. National Enquirer. Okay, up until this point, the only winner of this thing was a person named Darrell Johnson, and family who were involved in the renowned Delphos, Kansas UFO encounter, resulting in a series of photos which won them 5,000 for scientifically valuable evidence of UFOs. Delphos, Kansas? Mm-hmm. Never heard of that either. Look it up. Yeah, I will. I just, I think it's, 
I've watched a lot of like shows yeah. on. I haven't alien heard of it stuff. either. But yeah, they say renowned. I I think it's because I don't specifically focus on just UFO stuff. You know, yeah. some people focus on just the extraterrestrial stuff. The panel to determine the legitimacy of this evidence was made up of a laundry list of professors, scientists, and critical thinkers. Critical uh, think what? What's that thing? The investigator. <laughs> Oh, the skeptical skeptical investigator. Skeptical (laughs) investigator. Time to bring those guys in. The Betts family decided to send the sphere to the event. The family's primary objective was to expose the sphere to the esteemed scientists who might be able to suggest what further analysis might be performed to identify the anomalous orb. The esteemed scientist. If the esteemed scientist could please come to the front. (laughs) I've told you it's Bill. You can just call me Bill. (laughs) Esteemed scientist. This way. The panel confirmed that the Omega Minus One Institute, which may or may not exist, and the Navy's researchers had revealed. Oh, the panel confirmed what the Omega Minus One Institute and the Navy's researchers had revealed, including that the object acted like an audio transponder. It could not discern the origin of the orb. The fact that it had no direct connection to any UFO sightings negated any possibility of winning the prize. Dr. J. Allen Hynek who was on the panel, who was also mentioned earlier, surmised that the object was likely man-made, although he had no idea what it was or where it came from. What's your take? Do you think that it was man-made? I really have no no idea. I'm, I'm shocked that nobody has cut this thing open yet. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, I think this guy talks about it, though. Uh, oh. Dr. James Albert Harder... A professor emeritus <laughs> of civil and hydraulic engineering in the University of California, Berkeley, became increasingly intrigued by the reports he was reading regarding the Bet Sphere, as was no doubt delighted by his opportunity to examine the object firsthand. I think this guy was concerned that if you cut into it, there would be a problem. An announcement made <laughs> at the univer- at the International UFO Congress in Chicago. June 24th, 1977, Dr. Harder presented his <laughs> truly astonishing and utterly terrifying findings regarding the Bet Sphere. Why are we 12-year-olds? We, we, have, we, we have speculated that if we cut this thing open, it could piss the alien off and nobody's <laughs> going to have a good time. So we're just going to leave it intact. Excuse me, excuse me, Dr. Harder. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's such a great porn someone's, name. Someone's been talking to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring Dr. Harder. <laughs> Let me see them shiny orbs, ladies. <laughs> Jesus. We've got the ball. <laughs> <laughs> With no seams. Okay. Scrotum seams. Dr. Harder. He, uh, Dr. Harder <laughs> Boner asserted based on his x-ray studies that the two internal spheres are made of elements far heavier two than spheres. Yeah, the oh, two the internal two spheres. Yeah. Far like heavier testicles. than anything known to science. While the heaviest element yet produced in any atomic reactor here on Earth has an about has an atomic number of 105, the heaviest element occurring naturally on Earth is uranium. With an atomic number of 92, Harder claims to have determined that the Bet sphere has atomic numbers higher than 140. 
If one were to drill into the sphere, he asserted, perhaps the masses would go critical and explode like an atomic bomb. So, wow. That's, that was his theory, but who knows? Um, as if this weren't potentially dire enough, Harder went on to warn the assembled audience of scientists and UFO investigators that any attempt to discern the contents of the sphere might unintentionally set it off, or worse, offend its ostensibly extraterrestrial creators. So, yeah. he seemed to be worried about it, too. It's like an Independence Shit. Day thing. We don't want to piss him off. But he's a professor from Berkeley, so what's he know? Huh? <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Probably a lot. <laughs> Probably... A lot. Yeah, he probably memorizes phone numbers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> because of this, this is his quote, because of this danger and because the object is still presumably under surveillance by its supposed alien makers, Harder warned the audience against any attempt to go to Florida to investigate the Bet Sphere. He's telling people not to even fucking look at it now, which seems suspicious. It's about at this time that the stories surrounding the mystery sphere, not to mention the object itself, seem to vanish without a trace. So what the hell was it, right? When, the, when did it disappear? Um, probably 74. And who had possession of it? I think the family. They still had it. Okay. So they might, they might have just hidden it. Maybe they buried it. Maybe, yeah. Um, so there was speculation as to what it might be. Let's see. Uh, this one says um, it's a ball bearing from a paper mill valve. Uh, there's another one that says it's part of a cryogenic storage device. You know this, those chime balls you put in your hand and you're supposed to roll them around without touching them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Big aliens. <laughs> now there's this uh, dude. <laughs> just nothing. Just, I'm not doing any nonsense today. There's this, uh, there's a, I think this is probably the more likely one. I don't know if it's the more likely one, but I think it's the more popularly, uh, accepted one. Big aliens. Is that, um, there's a sculptor named, uh, James Durlington Jones claimed to have lost the orb when a cluster of them fell off the luggage rack of his Volkswagen bus while he was driving through Jacksonville near Easter in 1971. And what did this guy do? Oh, he's a sculptor. Uh, he said that, let's see, Durling, Durling Jones asserted that he had gotten the industrial valve spheres from an anonymous friend who had procured the objects illegally. He further asserted that the rattling that Betts claimed to hear when the sphere was, it was due to the... Um, the process of manufacturing it, that I guess some of the metal ends up inside the sphere. I'm going with that one. That is totally the human race and what, just based on what we're seeing today. Yeah. I, I think today, um, but you know, I think it's, it's more widely accepted. It doesn't really explain some of the stuff they had been talking about, like the weird rolling around on the floor and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that gets explained as, um, unevenness in the floor of the structure of the I, house that they live in. I just like it because it's like a beautiful metaphor of us. We're throwing a bunch of resources and experts at this thing that is fucking doesn't matter while real problems go unhandled. <laughs> it's just some sculptor's fucking ball. And we're like, we need the top scientists to look at it. <laughs> There's yeah, some people who claim that they believe it's a Foo Fighter Oh, that's another one. 
but don't I got wanna... another confession to make. <laughs> I was doing Sorry. monkey ranch. <laughs> don't wanna be on fucking ranch. I know what I did. <laughs> but that's I, I guess that's Twinsies. about it. Other than um, you know, I guess that's about it. That wraps it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Shit. Shit. Now I know I, that uh, when I was researching this. There, uh, there is like a lot of research on this topic because it's like one of those common things that shows up with people who investigate paranormal stuff and look at paranormal stuff. Yeah, they it's like one of those standards, like Elisa Lam, that people cover. Oh, okay, okay. The Bets Mystery Sphere. So, is it time for the hole punch corner with Eric? <laughs> punch holes in it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Eric's hole punch corner. Okay. Everyone, get ready. It's time for Eric's hole punch corner. No, I really, I, I'll tell you what I liked about this one is that it had a lot of people actually witness some of this stuff happening. Yes, it had credible sources of newspapers and scientists that were looking into it. I have a trouble with the ones that are like, we're the only people that witnessed this thing and these extraordinary things happened, but no one was around to see it but us. That could have happened, but there's not a lot to go on. Right. I like that this has a lot of people involved and there were still people, there were two scientists that kind of disagreed about what was going on with it. And the family itself is made up of, you know, like, Dude's an engineer, his wife's a real estate developer, and his son's like pre-med or whatever. Yeah. Right. You know, they're people who think about stuff. What about the 12-year-old? 12 12 Was he is... like a Doogie Hauser situation? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what, uh, t- was it Teresa Frazier, the girl who sat on the sphere? Teresa, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> Get that thing vibrating. <laughs> Somebody play the guitar. <laughs> Can we strap a saddle on it? <laughs> How weird would that be if Teresa like listened and she was like, you know, I did sit on the sphere. Does <laughs> <laughs> this thing irradiate my vulva? How'd you guys know I was going to sit on it? Remember when Howard Stern on the Howard Stern yes, movie, he had the girl sit on the speaker and then he hummed into the microphone. It's, yeah, I see that as a similar situation. I'm going to sit on this sphere and you play. Um, um, some Led Zeppelin for me. <laughs> I was gonna go with Jethro Tull, but yeah, Led Zeppelin worked too. Play Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the adolescent fucking interdimensional being, he's jerking it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these three D chicks are hot. <laughs> they got more dimensions. Yeah, so there's I I couldn't find any reports on like what became of it or where it went. Yeah, I did a quick Google to help out yeah not to not believe and the only thing that i saw about the um minus one institute was related to this but there's no other which that was a long time ago so it could have lived its whole life way before the internet became a public thing so i have a theory about it that is like just conspiracy uh aluminum foil hat stuff and that's our show, everybody. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> no, not about the sphere, but about the Omega Minus One Institute, because it's a really mm. cool name. So I thought about it. Um, All right, I'm strapped in. I feel like uh, if you or an organization like, say, CIA or whatever, and you want to covertly show up 
at something like this and possibly take possession of it or find out information about it, you don't show up as the CIA. You like print out some business cards that say something like Omega Minus One Institute on it. And you have some dude with a name that's a fake name who's not really that person who maybe has a business card or some kind of thing that looks official that says Omega Minus One Institute and your position in this made-up company and maybe false qualifications of your education on such subjects. Now, that was the doctor or the scientist that said everybody just needs to leave this thing alone? Uh, no, that was... That was um, the, the other guy doctor. Said, leave it alone was the guy from Berkeley. Okay. I, yeah, I could see that. You got this guy Because I also couldn't the find truth. the guy from Omega Minus One. I couldn't find that guy either. And then you're like, well, we need to send somebody in to refute that anything out of the ordinary is going on, and then maybe we can swipe it while we're at it. Yeah, just mm. sneak in there and steal it. Could be. Or just, yeah, and the family didn't all die or anything. And there's some... Um, That's a shame. I think, I don't remember, because I don't see it on here, but... There was stuff about strange occurrences happening in that house, separate from the sphere. But I don't see it in my research right here. So, you know, maybe it's the house. Maybe it's not the sphere. Oh, shit. You know, maybe it's the location of the house. Maybe there's something about that location. Maybe a spirit was using their house as a giant pinball machine. Yeah, because, you know, like uh, when you have like spirits and they... They do that same pattern over and over again, like they walk mm -hmm. from here to there. Don't try and pretend and like then, we're uh, in this with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so everyone's some, aware. Sometimes with uh, ghost sightings, a ghost will do a repeated action, like walk from one end of the hallway to another. And when they get to the end of the hallway, like turn and walk through a wall. And then later it's discovered that in an older layout of the house, where that ghost is walking through the wall, there used to be a doorway there. Mm. Oh, that old thing. So it's like an imprint of like an occurrence that used to happen regularly. And I was, you know, if that can change, then if you just tear down the whole structure and build another house there, who's to say it wouldn't adapt to the new house? All right. So follow me here. I will just keep going. I got one last joke. Oh, <laughs> you know how societies build cities on top of society, so they typically yes. get higher. In like 300 years, there's going to be a house on top of my house, and where my bed was, their floor now is, and there's a ghost of me just rapidly beating it. Yes. Because that's what I did a lot. Rapidly. They're like, what's this ghost doing? He's not moving anywhere. He keeps reaching to the right for some square-shaped object that has a hinged lid on it. <laughs> what? What is that? Vaseline. <laughs> oh. It was an elaborate joke. We'll cut it right out of there. And let's just... <laughs> yeah, that's what I got. Nice. All right. Bet's Mysterious Sphere. Yeah. The Bet's Mystery Sphere. Yeah. That's close. Eocene Layers Mystery. <laughs> got it. <laughs> it's a completely different name. Is that it? Oh, you guys I... got anything else? I yeah I don't know I got a whole nother topic on Robin no, Williams no, if nah. you want to hear it on, let's... I kind of said my speculations and stuff about it I did as we went along I mean I found something on the uh, Omega minus one experiment but I didn't find anything on the Institute um, yeah so yeah I don't I I feel like it was not a real thing like yeah. I don't think it was made up to make 
that sphere seem legit? I think it was a made up thing that showed up as a made up thing. You're just going to slam cans around <laughs> while we're doing a show. <laughs> Pull out the trash can lids. Like a gavel. Like, <laughs> it shows over. over here. Ding, ding. Play the steel drums. Right near the beach. <laughs> all right, guys. I guess that's our show. That was great. How do you feel about it? I'm all right. All right, good. Eric? Yeah. That's great, too. So <laughs> have a good evening. Have a good morning. Or whatever time of day it is. You know? Yeah. 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 And uh, it's just like, to us, it's like. Uh, uh, they, um, in the. the uh, um, well, there's, I mean, there's, you're. Um, I've, I've, I've watched. I'm, I'm just, I'm in, I'm 